Winter thrills await at Winterfest at Nemecolon. Join the fun on Saturday, February 10th for a day of fun-fueled winter festivities like skiing and snowboarding, snow tubing, ice skating, and snow bikes. You'll be able to meet the Nemecolon Dog Sled Team, try your hand at ice bowling, compete in the out-cold race, and finish your day with a brew by the fire at the peak. A winner of wonders waiting for you at Nemecolon's Winterfest. Experiences are for overnight guests and members. For more information, visit Nemecolon.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Again, this intro is like 15 seconds. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 108 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, how are you doing? Man, I'm great. Good. Uh, I've been living that VR life this past weekend. Ooh, it's been pretty ooh. cool. It sounds pretty cool. Uh, I've been living that sick life this past weekend. I played too much sick. Destiny 2. <laughs> it, it was bad. Like, I, I pretty yeah. much just had, like, no energy to do anything except sit on the couch and cuddle with a cat and fucking grind the Iron Banner. And I completed it across all three characters, which don't. By the way, I was real tired of PvP when I was done with that. But You'd say that takes like several dozens of minutes. Oh, at least, good lord. Uh, yeah, just don't. <laughs> um, anybody who plays Destiny Two and is familiar with the Iron Banner will realize that that's a lot. Uh, but I talked about Destiny enough on this show. Uh, I actually have been thinking a whole lot lately about older, like almost kind of classic games that I have missed out on but i'm still wanting to actually give a shout give a shot excuse me this water's fighting back uh yeah i i was talking uh excuse me man this uh last night i was recording episode of my other show with a guest uh, addison from pocketoid he was on our 100th episode and he uh he him and my co-host on that show nate we were talking about i think we we're quote making because we make fake games on that show we were making a <laughs> castlevania game and like in the middle of the episode i'm just like hey i've never actually played a castlevania game and they're just like what, what? the fuck is wrong with you yeah they kill bill uh siren starts <laughs> exactly playing. exactly so uh after we got off the call i'm like hey so i'm actually like kind of interested in playing a castlevania but which one should I check out? And they kind of directed me towards the, I think it's called the Castlevania Requiem Collection, which is just Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood, and it's on PS4, and it's only like $20. Uh, and that's even like not on sale. I think it just had a price cut. So I'm probably going to pick that up, but I it might have to wait till like December, I think, just because there's too many things happening right now uh, as far as like games and other things like taking up my time. Uh, and... Yeah, I, I I think those games look really cool and really pretty, and I'm really excited to finally get a chance to play one so I can, you know, understand what the hell everyone's talking about. I know <laughs> Jimmy, who's uh, been on the show a little bit and is on challenge mode, he 
was taken aback that I've never played a challenge, uh, a challenge mode, uh, a Castlevania game. You know, uh, it's it's surprising when mm-hmm. you spend time with somebody and you're just like, especially when you talk games for a while and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you pretty much, you know, you know a lot. Like you're yeah. more interested than the average player, right? And then you just you forget to ask what they haven't played, right? And then so it'll be months and months and months and months and months or years later. And then you discover it's like, wait a minute, this thing that was core to me or to mm-hmm. other people, yeah. you, ha- you haven't even laid your totally. hands on it. Totally, yeah. And I, I feel like Castlevania and really kind of my other one that I don't really have much of an interest in playing. I've tried a few of them, but like I historically have been known to not really give a shit about the Legend of Zelda series. Um, I've never really played them. I played a little of Wind Waker and a bunch of other ones, but I, I played Breath of the Wild too. Uh, but... I, I haven't really played too many of those, and every time I bring that up, people are just like, fucking what? Like, it's this, like, mind-blowing <laughs> thing. Like, my first 3D Mario was Super Mario Odyssey. Like, I didn't yeah, have any of... Yeah, that's fucking crazy, I actually. I didn't have any that's... of the other ones before that. My first 2D Mario that I've owned, I think, was fucking Mario Maker 2, if that counts. Like, I, I never was raised on the Nintendo, like, family of systems, you know? Other than, Born like, the handhelds, right? So, like, Pokemon is absolutely my shit. But uh, I, Link's Awakening was your first uh, handheld Zelda, right? I, no, I actually, no, it was Oracle of Seasons. Oh, that, that's uh, a good game. I, I really game. liked it, actually. Um, I remember it, just a friend let me borrow it. I played it on my Game Boy Color. Fucking loved it. Yep, having a brother uh, that got the adjacent one to me. You know, we did Gold and Silver. Yeah. Pokemon. We so got you guys did, or, uh, Seasons, you guys and did Ages. Seasons and Ages. Yeah. He had Ages, which I think had a better soundtrack. And... Ages, I think. I was, think Ages was actually a better game. Ages, I think, is more puzzle focused, and Seasons, I think, is more combat focused. From uh, what I understand, yeah, that, yeah, I think that checks out. Yeah, uh, those were super cool games. Um, yeah, and those were like I think those were actually made by Capcom. Like honestly, like if they were to do any sort of like re-release of those or a remake of those, I'd play it. Like shit, that's one of the few Zelda games I've finished. You know, dude, if they brought back on it, so they I just think that made might be the uh, only Zelda game I finished actually. Oh, really? Yeah, actually. I've, I've, I've like, dipped my toes in a few. I I put maybe, like, 50-plus hours into Breath of the Wild, but I just, like, I, I got what I wanted out of it and it's then just lot. never finished it. I've, I've I got, like, never... two of the Divine Beasts, and I'm like, I'm good, you know? I've probably never even completed 50% of an Elder Scrolls game, and, uh, yeah, I, I those are my some of my favorite mm-hmm. games. I mean, I, I've spent so many hours in those games. Yeah. Definitely not even, as far as I understand the story in those games— I have not gotten even close to the 50% sure. mark. I, you know, with uh, Skyrim, I watched somebody beat most of it. At least with other Bethesda games, I beat Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe got 50, uh, somewhere around halfway through Fallout New Vegas. Um, about the same Fallout 4. It's right. like, I spent all these t- this time with these games. I'm like, man, these are amazing games. They're like, did you beat it? Oh, absolutely not. Totally. What a ridiculous question. Like, I think <laughs> I think Breath of the Wild is one of the best video games ever made but i i got what i wanted out of it and like i have a couple of friends who are just like man like you say you liked zelda but you never finished it i'm like those don't have to be mutually exclusive it's like, yeah, you know didn't, like you didn't i enjoyed hanging. a whole lot of it but i just i got what i wanted you know and that's yeah. fine you don't have to finish a game to say you liked it you know you know i am playing uh world of warcraft still but mm. i've basically done nothing in the past week that's actually been like like playing like properly yeah. engaging in combat or anything like that. I've just been doing that auction house thing I told you about. <laughs> You're still on that. I'm still on awesome. that uh, because I got money, 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 and I can bam, give it to bam, my bam. friends. 
for real though, I I gotta figure out where my subscription renews because, like, I might play later. PvP is not out in the game. Uh, like, oh, that's like right. Battlegrounds. Yeah. So, which uh, I did. I know we like talked about it whenever WoW Classic launched. Apparently, WoW Classic didn't launch with PvP either. It was like rolled into it later. Yes, and they're uh, they just released another dungeon that I didn't realize wasn't in the game already. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, they're they're actually following that. That's that's um, neat. That's there's something to be said about like not only is it the old game, but it's cool that it's the same kind of content rollout. Yeah, and there are interesting things to say about that, sure. uh, like for and against and all the stuff, but. Um, you know, I bored everybody with Apex. Maybe I'll come back and talk more about WoW Classic uh, when I, I... I plan on letting my sub... I think I plan on letting my sub... You know what? Kitty only talks. He I, only I hope, talks when we record. I hope the mics <laughs> are picking up my cat. Um, He's, like, projecting, too. Well, she... She, I'm sorry. ...knows how to fill a room. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I want to let my subscription run out mm-hmm. uh, because I'm just... It's you know I've got Destiny I just picked up sure. I've got an Apex Battle Pass that I would really like to fill out because I do enjoy that game a lot. Um, I think I want to come back after. I think I want to come back after PVP is back, um, and, and give it another shot, play mm-hmm. for real, because I don't want to hit max level and have already missed all that cool PVP that I liked so much leveling right. up. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what to think there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna table my thoughts on that and, and revisit yeah. it later. Uh. But um, let's let's hit a couple other things I'm playing real quick Go before I dive into. Yeah, like, I do what, have what also I really... one thing I wanted to shout out of like a game that I do want to play that I probably will actually that I think it's higher up on my list than Castlevania is Chrono Trigger. Uh, I'm a big, dumb JRPG fan. Never fucking played Chrono Trigger. That raises some eyebrows. Uh, so I'm Dude, probably... you're naming games I would love to watch you play. I, 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 I have no interest watch somebody in... play Chrono Trigger. I'm like... 100% sure there's a giant bomb endurance run of it. Uh, actually, I, think, I have watched them finish that game. Wait, no, no, was it, uh, is it Chrono Trigger? Yes. Yeah. This is the run. Uh, that was Contra. Contra. Okay, yeah. I watched no, all there of was Contra. Like, it was like this, it was the endurance run I think they did right after Persona. This is getting inside baseball with giant bomb, but uh, it is. Uh, it's, I think, Ryan and maybe Patrick. Okay, I think, well, I'll check that out. That'll yeah, it's, be... It's a, it's a JRPG, so it's a long one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's Persona long, because that's like 154 episodes. It's so long. Uh, I am interested in watching someone else play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Castlevania. I've also never played a Castlevania yeah. game. I, I have played like, Super Metroid, and that's about as far as I went into that genre. Sure. My brother loved that stuff. Super and, Metroid's and a really good game. It is, it's a good game. It's definitely I, it just a does, product it's of its me. time. Yeah. Well, yes, it, but even when I played it, I was like, I like this. But I wasn't on mm-hmm. fire about it. Yeah, I've, I have also, similar to Zelda, finished one Metroid game, and it's Zero <laughs> Mission, which is kind of a remake of the first one, which is great. Uh, Metroid Prime, pretty sweet. Yeah. That I, whole series? I, I played, I got my hands on uh, a little bit of Super Metroid. I still want to play Metroid Fusion for the GBA, and I haven't, uh, I played a little bit of Metroid Prime and Prime 2, but not really a ton. I'm... I really hope those rumors of the Prime trilogy coming to Switch are real. I, I, I would love to play those. I would really like... I'd probably replay those. I, I would... Um, that, is, that, that is a game collection that is just a day one purchase for me, I think. Yeah, do recommend. Yeah. Uh, so we will see those at some point, right? Because those... I it wasn't, fucking hope so. Well, those are the ones that they were like, hey, we're not ready yet, right? There was a rumor going around that... it. it if it is true, it's possibly one of the worst kept secrets, but there was a rumor going around that they're already done with the collection. They're just sitting on it to wait until 
the rumor is that possibly whenever they have like more concrete news on Metro Prime 4 or something to like kind of oh, I understand. be like the hey here's it. because they had to like restart Prime 4. Yeah. So Okay, the yeah. Prime 4 is what I'm thinking of that yeah, they were like so, hey like, we have this, to scrap this. I, the rumor is that the Prime trilogy for Switch is done and they're just sitting on it waiting for like the perfect opportunity. I imagine if they do announce it it's going to be one of those and it's available right after this direct right, kind of things yeah. which would make sense. Yeah, uh, I think you're totally right on mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, so th- those games are good. Um, so let's talk for two seconds about a game that I'm going to talk about for about three minutes. Go for it. A- Apex Legends. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, I-, I seriously promise, so quick, uh, most of the game is not different at all, but the Halloween event is going on right now. Oh, yes. I did see a little bit of gameplay of that. It's cool. It's uh, A lot of people have compared it to zombies from Call of Duty. I've not, like, not uh, not zombies like the... Uh, co-op four-player yeah, game yeah. but some uh, another style of battle royale thing that i've never looked at um so i'm ignorant on that so i don't want to really speak on it but i've seen a lot of people compare it to that and uh the the idea is you're back in king's canyon the original map and you start off i forget how many people start when you drop it. i think it's like 40? less than it's, the max yeah it's so less I, than 60 i want to say it's like 40 that sounds about right yeah something like that and uh Everyone starts off as a normal legend, and you hit the ground. It's all solos, which a lot of people are really into. And, uh, you know, you want to kill the other legends. And anytime somebody dies, they turn into a shadow. So you have 25 health. Normally you have 100, and you can pick up shields for a max of 200 health. So 25 health is not very much. Uh, You respawn as a shadow every time you die. If you keep dying and keep respawning, um, you are a shadow, so you're, you're a zombie. You can run super fast. You can climb basically unlimited it, uh, height. The the gameplay that I've seen from them, I'm like, oh shit, this is just kind of like Titanfall 2. Like, oh, is it? it? It's like that level of speed. Maybe oh. a little faster. Oh, it's faster. It's yeah. faster. You're like, you're... Maybe like fast. wall running speed in Titanfall 2. Yeah, yeah. Titanfall 2 is pretty fast. It's pretty fucking fast. <laughs> so you run super fast. You can kill somebody without shields in one hit. You kill somebody with full shields in two hits. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that the shadows were like that lethal. They they will mess you That's up. That's pretty cool. So I think they do straight 100 damage in one hit. Fuck. Um, yeah. So you have to kill them very, like as, immediately. As soon as you see them, yeah. you have to kill them. And it takes a long time to drop in. They don't let you go very fast intentionally with that. Uh, so the the game mode's cool. Once people, once it gets down to 10 legends at the end, 10 legends left, uh, they're all on the same team now. And now you have to evac. And so you've got to wait like 90 seconds till the dropship comes in, you know, Titanfall style, yeah, which like, I like. like the end of a I Titanfall like how they're leading into it. I think that's it. really cool. I like this direction. And uh, you, you know, you want to kind of play it safe until the ship arrives and then you've got a short amount of time to get to it before it takes off, right? So once you get to it, you're totally safe. You can even shoot off the ship and try to kill zombies mm-hmm. from up there. Um, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. And it's cool in execution, except for, at least on PlayStation where I've been playing it, man, once people die and turn into a shadow, they just quit. I have seen a lot of complaints about that. It like, there's sucks. kind of almost no real reward for playing the shadow. It's fun as hell! That's the reward! You yeah. mess people up! Like, I think that would be really cool, but I, I the, the complaints that I've heard is like, okay, well, you just kind of have to throw yourself at them or, like, try and plan out an attack the best you can, but... Well, I think it's designed so that people aren't quitting, because normally the shadows, as you go, would vastly outnumber sure, the legends. yeah. So you could plan around each other. What I usually do is, uh, like, the legends want to kill each other. So I'll try to find a legend... 
and get him to make some noise, either shoot at me and miss, or I just stalk him for a while. And then when he runs into another legend, I'll let them fight, and then I'll just kill great whoever's winning. So that stuff's cool. You can tell, like, why this game mode would be great. But as soon as people hit shadows, like, you know, people walk into it, they're like, man, I want to kill some zombies. And as soon as they're a zombie, they're like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, fuck this, right? And so it's like, wait, so you're just expecting everyone else Mm -hmm. To fulfill, like, to, to help you out kind of thing. And so that's frustrating. I wish there was a steep reward or, or uh, sorry, uh, punishment or something. Right. Or a queue, a special queue that's just like, hey, are you actually going to play as a shadow? Because I don't think, or I've only won one game. I've played, like, eight or nine games. I've only played one game where the shadows won. Because at the end, there are usually still more legends. It'll be like, oh, seven legends left and five shadows. That means everybody quit out. Right. That stinks, dude. Because, yeah, by the end of it, if there's, like, 40 people, that means there's... If nobody quits, that's 30 versus 10. Yeah, because the theory... Which sounds cool. Uh, like, yeah, if it's just played, like you are fighting off this, like, swarm, that's fucking dude, awesome. the only game I've won is a legend, because I always die early by accident. <laughs> I do something foolish right. and then just step into some <laughs> shit. Uh, the only game I played is a... Uh, legend i was telling my girlfriend i was like well we're gonna win this easy because the shadows always quit and the shadows didn't quit and i was like oh no like the, there were like 20 shadows mm-hmm. and i was like i actually think i'm gonna hide because if they know where i am i'm just dead yeah and uh and all the legends were super spread out like we ended up winning but only because like i killed a bunch of people and and like another t- my teammates rolled up and so they cleaned them up and most of us died but like two people survived like sure. i didn't even make it on the ship but one of my allies did you know we we fought a big enough fight that uh you know it felt worth it so that was cool because yeah. even though we died we won your team still won because our yeah. team still won so that was cool uh i played earlier tonight a cool moment that uh i wanted to talk about was uh I, I'm sitting there fighting another legend. He's up the hill. I'm down the hill. We're trying not to make too much noise because really, if you're a zombie, if you hear gun gunfight or you know shooting, you have nothing to lose. You just run straight to right, it. Right, because then you just respawn. Right. So uh, any shots you take, you just have to be wary of like, oh, there might be a shadow on me instantly. They could literally drop right next mm-hmm. to you and melee you before you even know that they're there. So uh, I'm shooting this guy and we're having this cool like skirmish and all this stuff. And so finally I throw... A grenade and it lands like pretty much at his feet and then suddenly something flashes above his head and what had happened was we were now in the last 10 legends oh, so no. this thing was about to explode on his feet no, but there's no friendly fire oh okay so cool, so cool. this grenade was about to explode on his feet and then it's like hey you're on the same hey, team what's now up, friend and so both of us we just <laughs> ran at each other and like jumped up and down a that's lot. awesome that's awesome i love that <laughs> it, was, it was really cool like we're looking down the sights at each other it's just like oh we're pals now <laughs> oh that's good uh that was a fun moment um so anyway that game's cool the the mode itself is fine it's just that people quit yeah uh it would be top notch i really enjoy what's going on in there um it's really hard to see yeah, it, it so, seems really dark, but kind of intentionally. Because I know can it's be like walking. King's Canyon at night, yeah, which is they, cool. They make it, and they're cool, like floodlights and yeah, smoke and that. jack-o'-lantern love looking that. thing. Uh, I really like it. Just wish people wouldn't quit. Sure. Um, so anyway, that's Apex Legends. That's the Halloween Great. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to do our little Destiny moment here, I'm playing the game. All I have to say about it is I like it a lot. And the game is really bad at explaining itself. The onboarding kind of just straight up doesn't exist. Like, honestly, like it, it's it, it's bad. really a bummer. But I like we were I was kind of mentioning a little bit. We were talking a little bit before we started recording. Like, 
I think not to say I don't want to take away from the fact that I think that the new player experience fucking sucks for Destiny 2 right now. But it's not easy. It's it's not easy. I think it's kind of worse than it used to be, which is weird. Dude. Because like at least prior to like the new light expansion, you still had to like go through and earn everything, but it presented a solid path to get there. And I think that is I would much rather have a straight path and have it like. Like it, it, I would not be upset if they made me unlock stuff right now. Sure. Because my biggest, easiest to point out gripe of this game is uh, at all times in the bottom left, you have three abilities. You have your grenade. Mm-hmm. You have a melee ability. As far as I know, I think everybody's like that. Typically, yeah. Hunters have uh, sometimes their melee abilities. Sometimes they're like you throw knives or something. Okay. So you have like a fist ability. Sure. Kind of. It, it's a melee ability. Yeah. And then you have a third ability. And I don't know what everybody else's is. For a long time, I didn't know what mine was because mm-hmm. it did not tell me. Yeah. So, so mine is a shield. If I hold down yeah. my melee button, it puts this shield up in front of me. And by it, watching... It's, it's not even the melee. It's the crouch button, at least by default, unless you've like uh, remapped it. Because oh, it's circle right. on PS4. Yeah, it is the crouch button. Yeah. So if you have to hold that down, like they don't and fucking And I did tell that by that. accident. Yeah. I, I played mission after mission after mission after mission. And I was I think I was trying to melee. And yeah. So I pressed it to melee. <laughs> Uh, and I held like, it. Oh shit! There's a shield here. Yeah, what and the then hell? it popped the thing out. I'm like, oh, I guess that's how I use this ability. Yeah. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They should at least like point you to where, because you also don't know that you can change your grenade type from the get-go, or how you jump, or like your fucking like, Still, it elemental never, alignment. It never you know? told me that. I just right, knew right. that because I played Destiny 1. So, uh, again, I'm liking the game. Boy. Yeah, it's a very uh, good game, but it's it's really a huge bummer that you kind of need more of a guide now as a new player uh i i i, I would much rather have like whenever I, I i played at vanilla for destiny 2 quit playing jumped in like this past june whenever they announced shadow keep uh, so i was like getting caught up in all the forsaken stuff and yeah, like that stuff, it, it like carried me off from where I was. But I the thing that I liked there was the fact that it was like, hey, you bought Forsaken. If you want to just experience this new stuff, you can just like get this upgrade to level 30 and we'll just give you like new equipment added on top of what you have that is just like the right level. And you can just start working on just your power level. They also have for this new update completely abolished just like levels one through 30. It's now just like a base power level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I they just they throw you into it. I don't I, remember ever having tutorial issues in, in Destiny 1. Totally. It, I, I liked 
I liked that there was a set path. It's like, all right, cool, do the campaign. And then you'll like, uh, so I just did the Forsaken campaign. And from there, it was just like, okay, cool. Well, now like it like sprinkles in stuff. And it, it's, I understand, I, I understand what they're trying to do. I think they just kind of flubbed the landing here of they're wanting to make it so where you can just play with anybody and just hop in and just have a good time. Everybody is like starting at the same level, which is great. But I, I think they just kind of lost track of, oh, there's a lot of shit in this game and we should maybe do a better job of like telling you what and where that stuff is. Yep. Uh, or at least like presenting you on a path. Cause I know a lot of people who are just like, yeah, like should I go do the legacy content before I get into the rest of the stuff? And some people, sure. If they want to do know, that, I haven't even touched the main story. Cause I just want to see like the red war. Uh, no. So I'm doing the red war. Okay. There, so that's there's the like main a, story. Well, cause that's one, like the like, vanilla hey, campaign. Do the, do the current mission. Oh, you're talking like, about the new light thing. Yeah. I the, even like, looked at that quote introduction to all of this stuff. Oh, it's it? not good. Yeah. Well, I don't even touch it, so I guess I'm not yeah, missing anything. Yeah, the it it does a really bad job, and it's really disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not disappointed at the game. I'm definitely sure, disappointed at the I, onboarding progress. I now so. feel comfortable with the loadout that I'm rocking with, which is great. Uh, I have uh, just kind of resigned. I'm not resigned myself. I have really, I really like the SMGs. Like yeah. I'm, I am typically not a type of player who likes to like get up in the shit. And like use very I like shotguns, uh, but they're I the ammo that you get in Destiny 2 is a little harder to come by, at sparse. least in like PvP. It's very sparse. Yeah. Um but like I I just fucking love I'm still running the Risk Runner, which is an exotic SMG that if you take arc damage while you have, then it refills your ammo. And also <laughs> the bullets shoot fucking chain lightning everywhere. And I am very much like I enjoy a P- playing PvE and good lord that thing mops yeah. up. Uh but yeah, it, I'm still enjoying it played too much of it this weekend the onboarding sucks and that's a huge bummer i hope they fix it but who knows you know me too uh yeah yeah i hope they fix it i'm yeah. enjoying the game um and my buddy's about to install it and i hope he's not as lost as i was yeah but i'm sure he will be <laughs> because yeah. oi. yeah it's been it's been kind of nice to like see this like influx of new players to like fill out a whole lot of things which is cool i've also really really been enjoying the uh twitter account uh destiny two names where like it, they just basically on steam you can make your name be whatever you want and so people will just like have fucking hilarious names on like further guardian that like show up whenever you're in the tower or if you're out in the world and stuff and people are just like sending screenshots in like is that why i saw the garfield one did you yeah, see the same yes. one yeah and there was like <laughs> weird vex but okay is very good that's like a good just name. silly shit like that i'm i'm really into it that's funny. Twitter accounts are good. They're very, very good, except when that site is bad. Then it's uh, just a burning hell site. Agreed. So, anyway, um, <laughs> to also talking about the Dark Age. Yeah. Uh, no, um, what else did I play? So, that's that's the meat and potatoes stuff I played mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, I had a bunch of friends over on Sunday. Had a Sunday fun day. Everybody hey. play whatever they want. Uh, it was cool. I got to watch a couple of my friends, uh, including one friend of mine who does not get very many opportunities to game. Uh, he showed up and he was like, give me a game, but probably make it like, I don't know, do you have like an old school one or one that's like pretty basic or mm-hmm. something? And I, I was like, well, I could offer him anything. I pulled up Cadence of Hyrule. Okay. And, right. I, was, and I was like, all right, well, I'll start with this because I expected him to play it for about 20, 30 minutes and be sure. like, okay, we got it. Uh, but the two people playing, both of them don't don't really game that much at all Mm -hmm. so the novelty of it wasn't just like okay 
I got a taste of it. Now what else you got? They played it. They liked it. They played it for like two hours, saw at least. Huh. And so they, cool. they've spent more time playing that game than I have. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was nice because I get to hear all the dope music in that oh, game. Oh, God. That mu- those arrangements I mentioned earlier, I'm not a Zelda fan, but good Lord, if you give like Danny Baranowski creative like music credit overseeing, obviously he didn't do all the compositions, but if you give him the ability to like kind of be the person managing all of those arrangements, they're going to be fucking incredible. It's the music is really good. The sound design is really yes. good. Oh man. Uh, it's, it's just a cool, it's yeah, a cool game. That's what is a really, it was a really great Sunday game. What made me really disappointed that I didn't like, uh, crypt of the Necrodancer more. Cause good Lord, well, do I'm I love that soundtrack? That yeah, yeah. Man, it's good. And yeah, anyway, I, I, I've already talked about that on the show before. <laughs> Uh, so my friends played that. Um, I booted up my HTC Vive, which pretty yep. much much only gets dusted off when I have friends over. Sure, which is why I bought it. Uh, so we, what do we do first? Uh, I, I used to talk. I was obsessed with Google Earth, right? Yes, Google Earth. Google Earth's cool. Uh, Google Earth is very cool. Uh, the first time I ever tried out a Vive, I played Google Earth. My friend booted it up. Uh, he said, "What uh, game Google do you want to play?" Google Earth VR. Yeah. And he said, what do you want to play? And he's like, I got a bunch of games. And I was like, well, this isn't really a game, but I didn't realize Google Earth VR was already can out. I, can I, I check out this free application it. on your expensive headset? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, here you go. And I hopped in. Dude, I, I played for like a solid hour, just Superman flying rad. around. Yeah. It's, man. I, I have, I've never, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the show, uh, but I played that and I kid you not, Anyone who would listen to me talk for like almost a whole year, I just wanted people to know how much of a life, like I, I'm not exaggerating a life changing experience that was for me Yeah, because I, I can still say that as an adult, I've never had a technology make me feel that way. Like it, it was like a way when you really discover something new mm-hmm. when you're a kid. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, I thought I understood this, mm-hmm. but I wasn't prepared. And and you go in, and you know, it's the same Google Earth that you can pull up on your computer, but you're able to look around, like you're able to move your head. Uh, you know, if you're standing on the edge of a cliff because you're in, um, because you can move the headset, it's it's not just a 360 camera, right? Right? Yeah, because you can actually move your head in the space. You can look over the edge of the cliff and actually see like you can see like what's underneath the cliff because you can tilt your head over it's like uh i explain it with people they're like oh i've seen 360 videos is that what vr is it's like well it can be it can be yeah but uh it's the difference of like standing in a room and seeing a table but you're able to like bend your head down and look underneath the table you know a 360 camera cannot do that uh so imagine applying that to being king kong sized sure and you're in chicago uh (laughs) and you can actually look around buildings and and you can sometimes look under bridges and and stuff like that Yeah, i actually haven't checked out google earth vr but i really want to come over and just fuck around with that it's not going anywhere and i would love to show you great because i i absolutely love vr i haven't actually used a vive i've used my friend max's our friend max rather Mm -hmm. uh his uh his playstation vr i've i've uh fucked around with that a little bit uh he showed me some like really cool trippy music videos which were fucking awesome in vr because uh youtube the youtube app on playstation lets you do that like if there is a 360 or vr video you can just be in it which is rad that's pretty cool um 
I played like a bunch of like shooter games, stuff like that. Played some Super Hot, which is fucking great. I downloaded Super Hot for the first time. Super Hot VR is incredible, dude. It's dope. And it is so one of it is. I, I think if there's anybody who is like kind of on the fence about VR, just give them that. Because, yeah. man, it is so good. So I had my friend, Devin. I got to have Devin on the show sometime soon. If you're familiar with GGKC stuff, uh, he is, like, my co-leader in, in, for Crossum, for fighting game stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Devin came over. He's never done VR at all. So the way I had this set up is I have two computer monitors. I have the VR running so I can see it or whoever can see it. Um, I have my main computer so that I can mess around with computer stuff. And then I have the second monitor pointed out towards our living room so that anybody out here can just see what you're doing. Because sure. it's fun to just pop in every once in a while and be like, what's going on what's in this up? corner? Yeah. Uh, so when he first got here, I had just booted up Super Hot, and I played the, the first few rounds. So the, the gimmick of that, if you're unfamiliar, is time only moves when you move. So if you stay still, you know, bullets flying through the air will not move. Uh, you can plan out your next move. But as soon as you move anything, your hands, your head... Uh, literally like any emotion that the game will register mm-hmm. which i think is awesome it is great so yeah. you really have to think and when you want time it's to really pass like you do jazz hands totally it's <laughs> it's really like a, a almost an action movie puzzle game yeah if you think about it because like they're all like preset uh like and levels it, and they're like specifically designed where you have to do certain things where if like somebody is shooting at you then you need to like maybe just stand completely still for a second see where the bullet's going and then just like slowly duck out of the way fucking matrix yeah, style so we where you see the one. bullet like running like just going right by your head we uh yeah we did we got to that part where we got to a point well so i'll back it up we started and I played the first few levels. So you mm-hmm. have to beat like five rounds in a row for it to actually progress you yeah. to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and round is, is the name I gave it. It's it's definitely not like... A, yeah, like more stage, if yeah, that makes sense. definitely. And so I was doing that. So Devin's watching me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I think you should do da-da-da and stuff. So we're both kind of enjoying it, this cool, you know, social experience and stuff. So after a couple of those, I finally give it over to him. And as soon as he starts playing, he's like, oh... Yeah, this looked a lot different. Like he's like, this is a lot harder than I thought it, it was because he is, was watching yeah. me and he's like, you know, just just move, just dodge him, right? You or know? like just throw the gun, like right. You have to actually aim and let go of it at like the right time to like get the perfect trajectory. Yeah, it it's doesn't just crazy. like aim for you. Yeah. And also, if you just move without thinking, time will move, right? And yeah. you don't want that. So if you like, you have to be thinking of where your head and both of your hands are at all times because if you have any uh like loose movement time will pass and you'll be like oh i got shot yeah absolutely <laughs> uh very cool experience that's a game that i've been wanting to play for a long do you time have beat saber yes i do oh boy what I need we're to do, gonna though, talk i need to figure out how to get more songs without paying for them uh yeah you can do custom stuff on the pc yes so let let's talk after let's talk because i'm very interested in that um i'm more interested i want to play songs that i recognize yeah, no, uh, I let, let's let's talk after. Yeah. I, I can put you say, in some right directions. Good game. Uh Beat you, Saber's great. That is a bad game when you're trying to play a rhythm game very loudly on your computer and the people in the room next to you are also playing a Zelda sure. rhythm game. Yeah, that's that's a terrible But they were too nice to tell me. Right. So yeah. finally somebody's like, Hey, maybe you should uh maybe you shouldn't also play a rhythm game right now. Right. And I'm like, Oh I mean I feel like it'd be oh, fine if you just had headphones in. Uh, yeah, but that, you know, but that's you not don't. what was happening. Sure. Yeah. So totally get it. Totally um, get it. So that was cool. What else did I play? Uh, let's see. I did those. We did longbow, which, um, 
look up Longbow. I'll talk about it again another time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth talking about, but yeah, it's like Defender Castle and yeah. Yeah. Archery. Archery is what it is. Sure. So uh, the last game that I played, my friend Jeremy, the same guy who bought me the Forager game yes. I talked about mm-hmm. a while ago, uh, he was like, hey, I will buy you Subnautica. Oh, boy. On can, VR, if you'll be play it. I friends with Jeremy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get it while you can. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's right, shipping right. off Team yeah. Liquid, is uh, moving him out of the country. That's right. Here. That's right. Um, he got me Subnautica, and I've seen gameplay of that. Mm-hmm. I know I'd like it. It's going to make me face my fear. Like, I really don't like spiders, but I think my only real, real fear is like the deep, dark ocean. Well, then why are you playing this? Because it's not going to hurt me. Okay. Uh, All right. And well because it's got it's got the great exploration stuff. It does. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a very I haven't played it myself, but it's a very well-regarded game. My friend Brandon just loves the shit out of Subnautica. Yeah. And he is like not in a bad way, but it's like talked my ear off about it. Just like of all the cool, like neat things that you can do about it. It's a pretty neat game that I really wish that I was like into. So I'm checking it out. Turns out I didn't pay for it, so what do I got to lose? Might as well. So I download we downloaded the game. And uh, I go to boot it up. First thing we realize is I am not in the... Okay, so the game starts and you're in a drop pod. Subnautica has been around for a little bit, so I'm not spoiling the first five seconds of that game to say uh, you're supposed to be in a drop pod for a spaceship in space. Turns out your ship crashed and you open up the hatch and you're actually in uh, a limitless ocean. You are an ocean as far as the eye can see. Great. Well, so my VR started, and you're not supposed to know that you're in the ocean until you pop the hatch. Well, the VR started, and, and my head was outside of the ship. Oh. oh, no. So I could already see the environment, and I could see things happening in front of me, and I realized, oh, oh, this isn't right. Yeah. Oh, this is not how yeah. I was supposed to see that this. That sucks. So that's how that started, and Jeremy's like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, you're, oh, this is supposed to surprise you. Ah, whatever. It's so, called so I, Subnautica. So like. I lean in there, and I realize, oh, my uh, my hand controls aren't doing anything. My Vive controls aren't doing anything. So uh, we look it up. I actually need to be playing with mouse and keyboard. Oh. Which makes this the first VR game I'd played not with the Vive controller. Okay, so you'd have to, like, keep the headset on but, like, move around with mouse and keyboard? Or? Yes. Okay, so interesting. So WASD, which is easy enough. Yeah. Um, and honestly makes sense uh, thinking about the way the movement works in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that reminds me, I actually do have one thing, to, other thing to briefly talk about. Okay, cool. That we're going to laugh about after this. Hey. Uh, but I WASD'd it on the keyboard. And I use my mouse. The mouse works just fine when you're moving around. Things feel a little funny, but I immediately went straight down to the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, go over here, check this out. And I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> I'm going to go check out what's going on underneath good, the waves. man. What's up? Uh, so I did that, and so I realized I can, like, catch fish. So I go to grab the fish, but every time I get near one, the frame rate slows down Ooh, really far. That's rough. And I was just like, click, 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 and I couldn't grab it because mm-hmm. the frame rate was just so bad. And I'm like, all right, well, I still want to like it. What can we do? <laughs> and we're like, well, let's go into the settings. There might be something we can change. So this is when I knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. We go into the menu, and there's no mouse. You're supposed to use your mouse to navigate it. The mouse doesn't show up. So I was like, something's not right. And I start looking around and I see that one of the the icons is lit up. So I turn to look at it and it unlights up. And I turn my head back to where huh. it was before and it lights up. So I start experimenting and I realize it's using my the angle of my head 
to choose oh, the thing. Oh, I kind of hate that. But I'm not even facing the words. I'm facing like oh, 45 that, degrees to the I side. I don't like that. No. And so I couldn't use any of the menus because of all this stuff. So That's at this rough. point, it was rough, dude. That's one of the... I know VR is like not your traditional sure. port. Um, but that's easily the roughest port I've maybe that, that ever. Is, that is played. an interesting choice. I, yeah. I wonder if that was just we want to have a VR mode, but w- this is all we can do because we have it like the menus or something created in a special way or something. So we look up the reviews for the game, and mm-hmm. you know, which maybe we should have done beforehand. Mm-hmm. And fifth, well, I'm I'm at or I'm uh, making this nice for a story, but fifty percent of the reviews were. Wow, this game is transcendent. Yeah. I mean, this is this is amazing. Like, I can do this, this, and this, and oh my gosh, this is a spiritual experience. And the other half are, yep, played for about twenty seconds. Game's broken, can't play. Yeah, that, it's that's like, it. was oh, this on no. Steam? Was this a yeah. Steam review? Yeah, that, and this that is, checks out. And this is not a new game, so I'm it's worried. Not, yeah, this, this will probably never be fixed. So, is this only for the VR side of it? Because I know you can just play the game. Uh, I'd have. I'm pretty sure I can play it without the VR. You can, yeah. Well, no, no, it, it's I mean, also, it's I know also it's on, possible. Yeah, it's also on, like, other systems. It's really a question of, uh, did the license that I bought, oh, does it work? Oh, gotcha, VR? gotcha. So I'm pretty sure that one does, because when I didn't have my headset plugged in, it allowed me to okay, play. Yeah. Anyway, that's a real bummer, but I'm excited to play that in the future. Mm-hmm. The thing we're going to laugh about is the the VR-only license I bought that doesn't give me access to the normal game. That is the new, hot video game. Elder Scrolls 6 Skyrim. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. <laughs> I was like, you already got Elder Scrolls 6? Holy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> I was dead. Next level shit. Uh, I asked my girlfriend. She wanted it real bad. It, for me, it was either between No Man's mm-hmm. Sky VR, which I think would float my boat. Also, there have been a I've ton of updates. I've heard it's pretty cool. I've heard that too. Wish I would have bought it. Uh, yeah. I told my girlfriend I'd split it with her if she'd actually play it. I hope she does because mm-hmm. uh, that was only just a few days ago. Um, I hopped in. And first, I it leads you into before it even like starts the game proper. Mm. It puts you in a cave, and it's like, "Hey, you're in VR now. Here are the controls, kind of." And it takes some getting used to. Definitely not. Uh, was, I, I don't want to say that's not intuitive. VR is innately not intuitive. Sure, it's because, still relatively new. People are still figuring it out. Yeah, it's like uh, for a lot of people, holding a controller in your hands feels foreign because you just want to use your hands. You know, like like mm. your fingers, you right, know, in right. a traditional hand way. Uh, and in VR, all you have is your vision and these controllers. And technically, you can see the con- a digital version of the controllers in the VR, uh, you know, in the virtual reality. So you can see w- what your controller looks like precisely. But that's still a barrier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where you're just right, like, right. you're fumbling around. It just yeah. doesn't feel... You know. there, there's also a weird, like, Uncanny Valley thing with, like, VR stuff where if you, like, look Tell and something it. doesn't work exactly right it not only breaks your immersion but can make you motion sick so i you know vr when it was even younger than it is now mm-hmm. uh when vr was first starting out across all platforms everybody tried to just let you move around yeah you know wsd style or on a scrolling wheel or whatever and people got motion that's sickness. how you throw up that's how you throw up so i heard all about that i've never tried vr that did that i've only really tried vr that teleports you yeah so if which is what a lot of people have done and it makes the most sense totally uh if you've never played vr teleporting is just like it sounds you aim with your controller at a place on the ground or you know in front of you and you press a button and it teleports you right there so you're in one spot poof you're in the next there's no motion right there's no uh there's no my eyes tell me I'm moving, but my body, you know, my sure. brain, my ears tell yeah, me that it, I'm it's, not. It's it's kind of like you are looking through like an on-rail shooter, but you're just controlling the spot. Yes. So yeah. it makes the most sense. If that's all you've ever played, it just works. Yeah. You know, so uh, that worked. And it was like, hey, you could also do, you know, a traditional movement where you move using this pad. Uh, but it, it says that the comfort level is like medium or something. So the other one is high. This one is medium. I was like, let's try that. And so I'm standing up in the middle of, well, this room actually where we record our podcast. And the moment I moved that pad, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Like I've, yeah, I rarely get dizzy from anything. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't think in my whole life, uh, when, <laughs> when I'm sober, I have, <laughs> I have ever gotten the spins in a way that I thought yeah, I was man. actually going to sit And dude, was, it was instant yeah. where I was just like, I need to sit down right now. Yep. Yeah. So I was playing <laughs> uh brief aside. We need to take a break here in a second, but uh brief aside, like uh, whenever I was playing VR for the very first time, uh, my friend at my friend Max's place, just playing his PSVR, like he started me out really simple with like, okay, we're going to play rec room. We're going to play super hot VR. We're going to play these like shooting gallery type games, which are great. And then he's like, all right, cool. Eve Valkyrie time, motherfucker. And I'm like, I don't what? know if I'm ready for this. Which, Eve Valkyrie, are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like part of the Eve family of games, like Eve Online, like the the great spreadsheet simulator. Yeah, how could you get um, dizzy in a spreadsheet? Well, it's because you are a fighter pilot in a ship dogfighting against other people in VR. I don't see how that could be dizzy. Oh, God. I, I had, it was literally the They're first like, time in my, it's the first time in my entire life I've ever felt motion sickness. Oh. It was bad. I felt my stomach drop whenever I, like, did a barrel roll to evade a shot. Ooh. It was terrible. <laughs> cool game, though. But yeah, you're I, like, this oh, is cool, mm. and um, give me a chair. Yeah. And a bag, please. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? Uh... I, I played that. It's definitely an eight or nine year old game. It is. That game uh, that's is, for sure. God, that was 2011. It was very squinty. Yeah. Uh, I kept being like, how do I turn up the resolution? Well, the answer is you don't. You don't. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I hope my girlfriend plays that because <laughs> uh, it uh, I had some difficulty with it. I could spend more time with it when it got to the stuff that I care about the most, which is like, oh, look at this. Like, look how big everything looks. Like, I can see that mountain. Like, it gave me that cool sensation right, when Skyrim right. or any Elder Scrolls, yeah, you know, any of those the, games the come out. The scale works for VR, for feels, sure. Feels good. Yeah. I wish it was a little crisper, but uh, that's just the hardware. Right, And right. I'm going to have to pay a million dollars if I want that to be better. Um, the thing I really wanted was to be able to 
hold a fire spell in my hand and just aim it wherever I wanted. That'd be cool. And that worked pretty well. Great. Like, that was Great. that was cool. Awesome. Um so I anyway, I hope that uh I hope that works out. I'm not really holding my breath. Yeah, that's fair. I did just buy Skyrim for like the sixth time or something. Well, I don't know. You and like everybody else. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I hope that's good. But um, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was glad to play some new stuff this week instead of just playing, uh, you know, Apex. Destiny 2 like I did. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's take a quick break and we will be right back with some more show. Hello, this is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. And I am here to tell you about Screen Heroes. Do you love superheroes? What about superheroes in film and TV? How about weird rankings like top five lists or maybe three people just arguing about top five lists? Either way, we are the podcast for you. Check us out every Tuesday night live on Twitch. Or subscribe to Screen Heroes Podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey, we're back. Uh, Thomas, uh, we were talking a little bit during the break and a little bit before the show about The Outer Worlds uh, and just how fucking cool that looks. Uh, that game comes out, I believe, this Friday. Uh, I'd say as of the time of this recording, but the show <laughs> goes up on Wednesday. Well, um, nice thing about Friday is it's always after Wednesday. That's true. That is technically correct. Uh, yeah, it's a new game by Obsidian. It's really their kind of last game as an independent, quote, independent studio uh, mm-hmm. because they've recently been purchased by Microsoft. And this is still coming out on like PS4 and everything like that. And great. Like, that's awesome. And I think that's really cool that, I mean, you should totally, if you buy any studio, you need to let them honor their fucking previous business deals. Otherwise, that's just shitty. Yeah. But yeah, it it very much seems kind of like a spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas, which was the Fallout game that they actually handled like the full development on whenever they I think I don't know if it was like they reached out to Bethesda or somebody, but they basically uh, took that one off of Bethesda's hands. And well, hey, I can I can tell you go for it because I did. Yeah, uh, I did a little light research. It's definitely light. So if if uh, anybody has any corrections, please actually do send them to us. Uh, so. The Outer Wilds, let's start at the top. Outer Wilds is one of my most anticipated games for this year. Uh, contrary to most of the stuff I talk about, I actually you play already some... already called it Outer Wilds. Oh, gosh, I did. The Outer Worlds. <laughs> Man. That's really confusing. And it's... I uh, That has to... I, I wonder, since there's so many people doing that, I wonder if that is potentially going to impact, like, oh, this game is coming out? Because, like, Outer Wilds just came out on PS4. Uh, like it, maybe it a did, week or two it ago. Did, I feel like most people. They're vastly different games. Well, they're vastly different games. And this is like the triple A of triple A. Uh, you know, sure. It, sure as far as yeah. hitting that market, like the it, there are people, you know, as soon as I typed in O on Google today, Outer Worlds popped up. Cool. Um, you know, and Outer Wilds, unfortunately, is not going to see that kind of recognition. Yeah, it's it's getting a whole lot of critical success. I, I do intend on playing it before the end of the year, but we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, I thought Kat was going to do it again. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, no, so this is my most anticipated game for the year. Uh, I tend to play a lot of games that came out <laughs> a while ago. I wait till sales happen a lot. Uh, well, the nice thing about this is if you have the Xbox uh, Game Pass, you get this game with with the Game Pass. So Which you is can, a it's fucking amazing. steal. I this game I, is review like reviews came out, I believe, today or yesterday, and it is just fucking glowing with it, like the praise that it's getting it looks sweet it 
was it uh i think the announcement trailer was at e3 no no, no. it was the game, was awards, the game awards was the announcement this past year yes. which is like uh usually in december mm-hmm. um so it was last year it was in at the end of 2018 that they announced it for the first time it's just now coming out um here in one of this is like october yep uh so that's nice that there's not some like three-year <laughs> preview right, window yeah. um as soon as it showed as soon as i saw the trailer it made me think of um it's like a dash of borderlands a dash of rick and morty with uh an open world rpg game. sure yeah i can see um, that and, and more or less it seems like that's kind of what we've gotten the reviews state that it's dripping with personality it's very colorful which i like uh this is no kidding the generation of color oh absolutely uh and uh yeah generally high praise the the drawbacks i've seen from uh i haven't read throw reviews of it but i've watched i've looked around for a lot of uh like clip like uh, snippets that mm-hmm. people have shared and so it seems like it's not a totally groundbreaking game, but if you're looking for a game that follows the pedigree uh, that uh, Obsidian has, has come from, so Fallout New Vegas, which was a game I really liked, yeah, um, it seems like you're really going to like this game. Yeah. So if you look at it and you think you're going to like it, you should pick it up, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of Mass Effect vibes from a lot of it, too, which is not really something I kind of expected out of this game. Like, I was listening to the Giant Bombcast earlier today, and they were talking about it, and it's, like, pretty similar to Mass Effect in the way of, like, okay, well, you have, like, you pick your, like, two companions to go on missions with you, and it's very much like that character select screen with all of them standing there and you like Mm -hmm. highlight them and you literally like time will slow down as you like choose their abilities to use in combat and like it's got this like cool like space almost discovery vibe to it 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 is it is checking a bunch of good boxes for me yeah uh i still um if we have time later because i don't want to spend a ton of time talking Mm -hmm. about this I have had several conversations recently about hard drive space and updating and all this stuff. You know, I tried to play Apex and Destiny the other week, and both of them had massive updates at the same time. Sure did. And I had to wait a long time mm-hmm. for those to install. It wasn't even the download that took time. It was the install, like the actual, you know, That's my system yeah. doing it. I think I need to clean the fan out in my you might need bro. to, yeah. But that's all to say that I've had a lot of conversations recently about... Um, data and hardware space and freeing up space for from games that i can just download again my save file stays but uh it's about picking what's on my backlog that i'm actually going to play so i've really knocked out a bunch of stuff i never thought i'd delete from my hard drive um i've got got god of war still on there i've got super mario odyssey still on my switch um but it's making me think more about what am i actually going to commit to playing and uh, the conversation I had on Sunday when I had my friends over was uh, my, my friend Christina was looking for just another another solid game to play. And I was like, well, the the phrase I have always heard for the kind of experience you're looking for is a meat and potatoes game. Totally. It's you're looking for something that ha- it's going to fill plenty of time. It's going to be satisfying, probably has uh, like, you know, the more you put in, the more you get out kind yeah, of thing. Kind of a comfort food kind of feel to it. Yeah, nothing super crazy. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling about Dragon Quest XI, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, it is exactly what I would expect. There's some surprises in there, and I'm enjoying it. But yeah, it's 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 a JRPG, and it is like from the series that invented the JRPG. Like, I know yeah. what I was getting into. So uh, it seems like The Outer Wilds is really... Outer Worlds. Oh, 
Damn it. <laughs> uh, the Outer Worlds is a solid meat and potatoes game. Right. So I need to eat, finish eating my, my old meals. I need to finish eating a few yeah, of my things. you work through your leftovers. I do. Uh, I think uh, I think I w- want to really knock out some gaming um, over Thanksgiving and then also Christmas break. Sure. I'm really hoping to knock out these big titles because the games I have on my backlog are about the highest quality, but also the longest games I've had on my backlog in a long time. So as excited as I am about the Outer Worlds, um, I, I got to I gotta make sure that I give these games the time they deserve. Here I am looking for a sale to pick up Outer Worlds. But honestly, the people who have a Game Pass who get this for $10 right. a month, man, that is absolutely... It's an incredible deal. It's an incredible deal. So anyway, uh, if you haven't noticed, we have not played the game because it's not out yet. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, I'm still very excited uh, whether I buy it, you know, this weekend or in two months or whatever. I'm absolutely going to play this. But people have been excited about this game uh, because it was made by, well, one of the reasons is it was made by Obsidian Entertainment. So Obsidian Entertainment uh, developed this game. They are famous for developing Fallout New Vegas, uh, which was a, uh, a very unique Bethesda game. So, of course, Bethesda published it and uh and obsidian made it so when i was doing this light research i found that um that obsidian was made from the studio let's see if i've got the name here i think it was black isle let's see yeah black, black isle, isle yeah. uh studio i think it's entertainment maybe that sounds right yeah but black isle black is isle. the part that i know for sure <laughs> uh so black isle made fallout one and two they did yeah they were the original fallout devs and a lot of them whenever I think I don't know if that studio collapsed or if like they just left to go do other things. Like they well, this, formed Obsidian. The studio's done. Yeah, the totally. studio is toast. Yeah. Uh, so one way or another, four of the former employees went on to make Obsidian. So mm-hmm. Obsidian made a bunch of stuff. Uh, I would say that they're most well known for Fallout New Vegas, um, because that's the one I recognize the most. Sure. But when I looked this up, they also made Nice of the Old Republic two. They did. Yeah, which is crazy. And when I read that, I was like, "Oh, I guess I do remember their name being on that." Mm-hmm. Um, Neverwinter Nights two. So both of those, of course, are Bioware sequels. Yeah. yeah, Obsidian has a really good pedigree of being probably one of the most consistently like high quality Western RPG developers. Okay, then I had to check this that it was true because mm-hmm. uh, I first saw this on Wikipedia. They made South Park the Stick of Truth. They did. Yeah. They did. That was their, I think, last game, maybe? or uh, It was the last one on the list that I saw. Yeah, like and, they made Stick of Truth. And that's a quality game. It's so pretty good. I've only seen yeah. bits of it, and it only has like good reviews. It's a, it's a good RPG. Yeah. yeah. So so this, I love their pedigree. It's diverse. Uh, they, you know, they come from another studio. So yeah, like, honestly, incredible pickup by Microsoft. Like, yes. It, it, they, they recognize that they're like first party studios were kind of lacking on the rpg front so let's get one of the if not i would say right now possibly one of the i would say at least top three western rpg developers out there right now yeah uh yeah western rpgs i would totally agree with that yeah um you you've got like this interesting backstory of like where they come from what have they done like what do they have under their belt and then them recently being bought up by microsoft yeah so it's funny looking at this because it's on game pass right Mm -hmm. the games that are on game pass are as far as i know usually microsoft exclusives so every first party game 
from a Microsoft game studio or an Xbox game studio, they're called now, uh, they do launch day and date with Game Pass, which is awesome. I think that's a great value. But there's also a whole lot of third party and a lot of indie games that are just kind of rotated through. You can get fucking Devil May Cry 5 on Game Pass right now. That is insane. That, that game is, is so good. That game is in Every my top, time I see in my top five favorite of the year so far. You uh, you posted the clip uh, for your other podcast for the NES podcast, yes. New Entertainment yeah. System, and uh, it had May Cry in the name, right? <laughs> yes. And so yeah, I've been listening to the episode. God. I listened to the clip, but uh, every single time I see anything Devil May Cry now, I just think of you because we specifically. It was on this podcast. You would at one time describe something. I have the picture in my head. I don't know what your words were, but it was like, all right, so you drop out of the sky and you use your motorcycle yeah, as weapons. it's fucking awesome. <laughs> that game fucking rules, and Thomas. And you showed it to me, and your description was exactly right. It's so fucking good. And, and oh. I've never forgotten that picture I have in my head. Man. Um, oh, I love that game. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Game Pass seems like yeah. a, oh, a oh, kick-ass man. deal. Oh, God. I, uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> Um, so right now they're basically, so Obsidian is basically, um, you know, when they made this, so they f- fulfilled their contract. Yeah, the contractual this, was, obligation. this was published by Private Division, which is part of 2K. So they finished making this game. So it's funny because this is, uh, <laughs> I've heard it described by other people that uh, it's like an Xbox exclusive that just happens to be on other systems. It, it Yeah. Anyway. At, at this point, they bought them like midway through development. Like, yeah. And I so that's it. like a weird, unnecessary way to describe them. But it's just a funny thing to look sure. at. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Obsidian made all this stuff. So uh, that's their cool story. That's their history. It sounds like they did a good job with this one. What I wanted to briefly get into, and we can go as deep or shallow in this as sure. we want, is uh, so Fallout New Vegas, that was a remarkable game in the Fallout series for a lot of reasons, not just the fact that like it was a good one, but it did very specific things that introduced to the genre uh, of, of like open world RPGs um, that introduced to the fallout series that it introduced to Bethesda that they now have in other games. And uh, people have been asking, the internet has been asking for a new Vegas um, successor for a long time. doesn't even have to be a, a remaster, honestly. Like, I, I think a lot of people would be 100% on board with that. Dude, people, I, I did for, for years. So, what's it, if New Vegas came out in 2010. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I was seeing, you know, I haven't owned a PC in ages, but uh, until recently. But uh, I was seeing mod updates for the DLC content and, yeah. and stuff. like, And people basically releasing their own DLC up until like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, people are still playing that game like, and the it's mod, still very good the mod community never goes anywhere sure you know mod communities stick around um and, and you know that stuff lasts long before a developer even even <laughs> finishes touching yeah, the absolutely. game but uh people really uniquely at least in my perspective have asked for a new vegas successor for years well since 2010 so i kind of wanted to take a moment to dive into what um people liked about new vegas so much so for people who never played the game but have heard others uh excited about it or who are excited about uh outer wilds outer worlds <laughs> and um want to know why people were so interested in something mm-hmm. like this uh, to understand like comparisons and reviews sure. and stuff so fallout new vegas what it is is uh a game like the the other fallout games you're a stranger the, the modern fallout games yeah yeah you're yeah. uh yes so the the old ones used to be isometric yeah like and, kind uh, of a old third person 
ish mm-hmm. thing. Very point and click style. Very different still, from still an RPG. Three. Yeah. 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 Three was a big departure. Three was a big departure, and then the original studio who made the one and two basically came back and did this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the the Black Isle guys yeah. reformed as Obsidian. Obsidian came back for New Vegas and had a lot of creative control. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they came back and made this blueprint um, that that is unique to Fallout, or it was very unique to Fallout Three. Um, it's so the the game the game opens up and uh in fallout 3 you're in a vault right famous vaults from from the fallout series you are a child you learn the tutorial basically you go through all this stuff tunnel snakes rule and uh you are finally opened out into the world and you then you can do whatever you want yeah well fallout new vegas uh you're a courier you you we're doing something in your past life. You got shot in the head. Yeah, you fucking get uh, just <laughs> capped like 30 seconds into that fucking game. Left for dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you happen to wake up. Uh, yeah. You're not dead. It's in some old dude's house. Yeah. Just, you know. so, somebody's like, hey, you wandered in here. Um, you know, you don't look so good. What's up? And you don't remember anything, right? So that's the premise of the game is like, you, it's a fresh start because you don't remember what any of, you, you don't remember who you are. So you start the game. Well, this one streamlines the tutorial process. You make your character in this doctor's house, and then the tutorial area you can go and explore around like the this tiny the town of Good Spring. Yeah. Um, or you just leave. So if this is your first character, you can do the tutorial. But if it's not, you can just exit yeah. and and explore the game. So that was a nice option the game gave you. Uh, kind of streamlined the character, the custom character creation process. So now you can go explore the world. Well, the the world of Fallout New Vegas is is unique to the Fallout world because uh, unlike an open world where you can go explore in any direction and you know pretty much deal with whatever you've got, the game really funneled you in a certain way so that you would explore it and follow this storyline that went. Yeah, it is an open world where you can just like pick a direction and go, but. Uh, it's all. It's almost like a big horseshoe, yeah. That comes around, and if you go the wrong way, it'll be like, "Hey, turn back," and then you'll see more signs. They're like, "Hey, we weren't kidding. Turn back." And if you keep going, you find these these bugs that kill you. Oh so my fast. fucking god! Are you talking about the Casadors? The Casadors, oh, dude. Jesus, I blocked that out of my memory. God damn, those things melted you. But how memorable of an experience was it because I, I remember instead of I, them putting up a fucking wall that yeah, says no. hey you can't go this way or it'll an let invisible you try wall. to get through it yeah it'll oh, let you man. go and no, then it's I, just like we told you i remember like i didn't have like a physical map but i i think i had a waypoint <laughs> that i left set on my map of like don't go here go the long way around right and i had to because those things fucking destroy you because if one of them gets wounded a swarm of them they fucking all shows show up, up and one of them will and they like, do poison damage dude. which goes through your fucking armor and they, they attack ultra fast oh. ultra hard so it's it's super funny because they as a design choice instead of putting up a barrier that says this you know you cannot cross this until you're level 20 or something or a physical wall that just says you just like literally can't go this way they leave it open world but they're just like hey so like it's dangerous out there. It's pretty fucking bad out here. So the first time I ever played, I actually never even went north. I just happened to pick a direction, and the direction I picked was the game, the way the game wanted me to go. Yeah. So I had friends telling me about the Cazadors, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. So when I went back later and made, uh, you know, I played on, uh, what, Xbox 360 mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, when I went back on PC back in the day, I 
was like, I want to see what's up here. And I was like, Demon at Christmas! They're oh bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, it was just, but it was so memorable. I love that if you say that stuff to anybody, that's literally if any time ever anybody mentions that game, the first thing I think of is the fucking Cazadors. <laughs> and so I like that because it was a design choice of like, we need to funnel characters in, in a direction mm-hmm. because this is an open world. It's not like, and we want to tell a story in a specific way. Uh, how are we going to do that? And so I really like that choice because it really made everybody take a step back and just be like, whoa, okay, yeah. and I have it, to it doesn't think make, about It this. doesn't make it feel like they're holding your hand through it. They're going to let you fuck up as many mm-hmm. times as, until you make the decision to maybe I don't go this way until I am like <laughs> higher level or have better equipment that is prepared times. for these. Right, totally. Yeah, and be like, okay, and I sure I did. <laughs> so uh you do that um you can ha- you can choose survival mode if you want yeah i remember that being like a pretty hyped up thing dude i loved it i hated it was it. totally imperfect. i hated it so much well i love the idea of it i think more than i even like yeah, that's, that's uh, fair i'm, I'm with you on thing. that yeah uh, the execution wasn't great you know it was a good idea back in the day when i first picked up runescape so yeah. i mean i was in like middle school yeah. or maybe in like sixth grade or yeah, something let's talk about runescape uh, so i picked that game up and i remember on the tutorial island it's like hey uh here's how you like the very first thing is like here's how you make a fire yeah and i was like okay okay like i have you know i'm using some survival skills like i'm chopping the wood down and yep. then i have to do this uh, and they're like and there's this place called the wilderness where it's extra dangerous and so when i was on tutorial island i had this picture in my head of a game that was much different <laughs> than runescape because i'd never played anything like it and uh the picture in my head was like all right at any time like that you could look on the horizon and and choose where you're gonna go and you've got the tools and the skill set you know to to start a fire and cook food and fish and all this stuff and i always loved that like that was intriguing to me before almost anything else in runescape so uh when the game offered hey you can cook meat you have to sleep like you actually have to worry about your well-being right like uh, there was like a thirst meter that like you would you're like in the start, desert you would start getting like a blurry vision if like you didn't drink water yeah which i thought was neat so it wasn't just about like oh your numbers will go down it was an extra there layer were, like visual effects like how if you like I know, and this was in Fallout Three, I think, where if your like different body parts can get crippled. So like yeah. if your arm got crippled, <laughs> then your like your aim was shot. Or if your head got crippled, then it was just blurry was for bad. a while. If your leg got crippled, you couldn't you couldn't run. You only could you, walk. You walked at half speed. And like, so you then walked it was like, like you were over encumbered. Guess I'll die. Yeah, basically. Dude, anytime that happened, I was like, I'm safe scumming this. I'm yeah. not walking yeah, around with a broken I, leg. I can relate. <laughs> Uh, which is one of the few games I've ever confidently save scummed in. Um, but I like that because it gives you all these options where it feels like things have consequences other than, oh, I said the wrong dialogue option. Totally. Um, and, and I liked it because it meant that exploring really had you at any moment, th- anything could happen. Right. Or at least that's how it felt for it me. Was, it was uh, the exploration. And I didn't play a ton of New Vegas. I think I got to New Vegas and then just never went back to it for really no reason. Uh, but I, I really liked that. And then, like I said, this is something that I felt was missing from three was that there didn't feel, it, it felt like there were stakes to exploring. Like you mm-hmm. didn't know what you were going to find be. And most of the time it was going to be something where you were usually in over your head. Yeah. By the time you get to a certain point in three, you just felt like you were just this walking killing machine Yeah. and nothing really messed with you. But I felt like at least with my time in new Vegas, anytime you would like 
find a house. You might open it up and there could just be a bunch of dead people and a just real powerful ass rad scorpion in there. Yeah. Or like a fucking Casador swarm out of nowhere. Well, so or like a I rival the... faction that you may have accidentally pissed off that has like sent out a hunting party for you. So the, the nice thing about that is like where Fallout 3 had some of that stuff, when you can choose to direct your player in a certain direction, mm-hmm. you know how they're going to progress. So you can leave it like that where you're like, all right, whatever's ahead of them, they got to make the decision. Are they just going to stay on the road where it's pretty safe? Or are they going to go over there? And there's that, that high risk. And, yeah. and the developer knows it's a high risk because they know what you've gone through to get there and where you're probably at in mm-hmm. level. Uh, so the factions that you mentioned, yeah. uh, it's a unique thing where you've got, um, you know, Kaiser, the Caesar's army, uh, which are these tribalistic almost to these Roman looking soldiers who have these outfits and all this stuff and are just brutal to everybody. They're fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's, it's nasty. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the NCR, the New California Republic, mm-hmm. the soldiers. Uh, and I think you've got a couple other factions. You've I think got the like Brotherhood the Brother Steel was still there because they, they're always there. They were. Uh, so I had played a bunch of Fallout 3 before that. And. Um, in, in Fallout games, you can get a companion. In, in, you know, Bethesda games, you can get a companion. Right. So uh, I got to a point where I found organically my first companion. I probably could have found somebody before that, but I didn't. And so in my game, I found this uh, woman whose name I can't remember right now. Um, but, and, and I didn't know this at the time, but it turned out that she was voiced by Felicia Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot she did that. So she's great. Her character is a brotherhood of steel outcast mm-hmm. who loves to punch shit yeah uh, and she'll Great. mess people up excellent and uh the way that you can flesh out her character is really interesting because she'll actually interact to uh the things that are going on around you if you've played any bethesda game you know how that is um but but her you know like if you play skyrim the hired hands they they'll have some unique stuff but they're not like that unique. Like they don't have like a loyalty mission like a, a Bioware game would. But I remember with hers, I never even finished all her stuff. I ended up looking it up later because I lost my save file and blah, blah, blah. But uh, she she has this very interesting story that she actually takes time to to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's interesting is what it comes down to. But the, the voice acting is great. The character, uh, her interactions with the people are great. But it's nuanced. But she's not the only one like that. There are lots of characters in the game that you can do that with who uh, will follow you around and give this flavor to the world that's just great. And all the reviews I've seen of Outer Worlds, that it's dripping with personality. Yeah. These are the characters that I I think of um, when I, you know, when I see yeah, that absolutely. about our Outer Worlds. So I looked up the list, uh, Fallout New Vegas. I always forget who's in it, so I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But I always remember new vegas as being like one of the most heavily stacked voice acting casts hit me I, i'm not sure who's in it okay. other than felicia day there are plenty on this list who i'm going to gloss over that other people would think me crazy for okay uh we've got matthew perry that's an easy one okay uh chris christopherson ron perlman obviously world never changes yeah okay right. uh we have donnie treo oh shit really Danny Trejo's in that? Yeah. Cool. Did I say Donny Trejo? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm in Danny Trejo. Um, let me pull this a little closer so I can probably okay, speak no into this microphone. Um, let's see. We've got William Sadler. If I showed you some of these photos, you'd be like, I know who these, sure, these guys sure. are. Uh, Dave Foley, Rob Corddry. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Will Wheaton, of course. Yeah. 
that checks out um i recommend going and looking up this list yeah because I'll, I'll for me out. i'm really bad with actors but once you see some of these uh like they're they're voices you'd recognize but if you saw the uh, actors faces you'd be like wow they're like over a dozen famous people sure like properly yeah. famous people in here um it's very good the, yeah. the quality when you talk to people in this game it's memorable uh, much like the thing with the Cazadors, there's just a lot in this game. Oh shit, Zachary Levi's in this game. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah, this is a fucking stacked voice cast. You it, weren't kidding. It's stacked, dude. So it's memorable. Like, it's memorable of all, above all things. Does it have its flaws? Sure, it does. Yeah. No uh, game is perfect. It's literally art made by people. And, and straight up, it's a Bethesda game. So you know it's going to have, well, it's, like, it's. I remember the big story around that game launching was just how unbelievably buggy and broken it was and that's a bummer and it sounds like they fixed a whole lot of that stuff um and like kind of touching on your like the character of the game and the world comment that's something that i appreciated a lot about new vegas that i really like i probably gonna catch some flack from a few people for this but i don't like the kind of direction that specifically the bethesda in-house fallout games so like three four and 76 are taking the kind of series and like fallout just as a world because fallout i think is as its best when the goofy stuff is very satirical instead of just Mm -hmm. kind of being goofy and like the thing that's rubbed me the wrong way about fallout 76 that i've like finally been able to just like put my like finger on is that fallout and fallout 2 and really kind of fallout 76 are very deep there are a lot of like character driven stuff and i'm not saying that there's not good stories and like good world building in three and four and 76 but i don't like the fact that it's kind of gotten away from it being kind of a meta commentary on like nukes and like warfare don't like that it's gotten away i don't like that it has gotten away from that and i think new vegas was kind of the last one that had that kind of like old classic fallout vibe like I think the fact that you can you use nukes as like a kind of gameplay mechanic and you're essentially rewarded for doing something that the entire series has built up to be this very bad thing. And like you're supposed to like kind of learn it's very much a political like satire on all of that. I fucking hate that that is kind of what it's come to like trivialized. It's really trivialized just kind of. I don't want to say the point of the whole series, but kind of the point of the whole series. It feels a little bit more soulless now. Not to say that they aren't good games, and if you enjoy them, I think that's great. I think that they all do have their merits as, like, stories and mediums and just fun things to play. But it, it is kind of a bummer for me that it something that I think you could do some really cool special stuff with has just turned into, all right, we put a battle royale in it where you guys get to fight and be the overseer of this new vault or oh hey you and your friends can launch nukes at each other like that that i don't like that right it seems okay so uh, it seems like that is the and i i wholeheartedly agree there's Mm. no but here sure uh i agree with that it seems like this is the like the end of the spectrum like the radical side of the spectrum that says you know we're a game developer we want to make a fun game but we don't want to be political and then you uh, put yeah. fucking nukes in a game. Right. Like, Fallout and, uh, is inherently political. It's it is, it, there, it's a game about there a was nuclear a war. warfare. Right. So to to take that, like to see the idea of like, 
Oh, you press the button. Right. You're about to drop a bomb. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You know, it is really just watering this idea down sure. to just be like, did we learn anything? It's absolutely So are you not. familiar with the term Flandersization, Flandersization or whatever? Mm. So it's the idea that, uh, like, so in The Simpsons, Ned Flanders started out as just this, like, simple, like, kind of fun, almost, like, weird, kind of quirky character. And then just as time went on, he just kind of became a caricature of himself. Because now whenever you think of Ned Flanders, you just think of howdly doodly Christianity, like, right. all of that, like, goody two-shoes bullshit. And I, I feel like, in a way, just the Fallout series has been, like, kind of Flanderized, uh, where it has just kind of become a caricature of, like... All right, cool. Now, instead of like being this really neat, cool commentary on like what does humanity or like relaxation in the case of like New Vegas and how does that look or like just like seeing like how humanity survives something that's so terrible and like the idea of potentially overcoming it or even potentially contributing to it, how that looks. And it it's a bummer to me that it's just kind of become hey, you can, you know, let's let's all just, like, build things up and then just, like, go find other people out here trying to survive and just launch nukes at them, because why not? That's well, really all I have. <laughs> well, the, the counter to that is uh, in New Vegas, specifically. Yeah. That was the first one. Uh, they had Wacky Wasteland, or Wild Wasteland. Wild Wasteland, I think, is... I, I still feel like Wild Wasteland was... A, it, it felt classic Fallout to me, in terms of like the character of that because those games were weird and kind of wacky in a neat way and yeah. but it felt like it kind of fit in the weird well, satirical nice world that they built you see something goofy and then that's like in stark contrast to the just the blown out sure you know burnt out sure. world yeah that game's that very see. brown i think of the color brown when i think of new vegas uh yeah uh even the ui is like an orange totally i think by yeah. default which is great it's um, a good color I, I really like that uh, the, the, in the Wild Wasteland mob uh, mod there, and it's not actually a mod. It's like a, a thing, a checkbox. It's a perk, I think, that you can. Get, yeah, you can. You can something that you can like. It's an option that I think pick, you like, get at the right start at of the your beginning run. of the yeah. game, and it's just like, do you want stuff to be spooky, spooky? Yeah, and it's just I always like, picked it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what this is, and even if I had seen this stuff, I wouldn't have known it. So I looked this stuff up ages ago. So I'm looking it up again. Uh, it's just lots of goofy pop culture references. There's a holy hand grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's um, a whole lot of that. The the one that I remember without even looking at this list is uh, in one of the Indiana Jones movies, um, he hops, he, ex- uh, he escapes a nuclear explosion by jumping into a refrigerator. Yes. And so in... It's right outside the starting area. You find a fridge that just has a corpse in it. Yeah, it's got a corpse and his hat and his whip. Yes. Which I think is great. Because, <laughs> come on, he's not going to survive that. Right. So I, I like that stuff. Um, there's just lots of goofy stuff uh, in this game. Um, you know, we could talk about more. You can find what people are excited about online. But uh, I've been thinking about this all week since I, well, I say all week, the past couple days. Sure. Since Outer Worlds uh, reviews have really come out. So I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I hope that even today that people might check out Fault in New Vegas. You can they, find it for very cheap on PC right now. Um, and I think it might actually be part of Game Pass. I'm not sure. I, I'm Man, probably wrong There's about so that. Yeah, there. totally. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if if you guys want to talk about that more, hit me up either on Twitter or uh, <laughs> on the Facebook group. Because, uh, yeah, memorable is like the one word I really Absolutely. have for New Vegas. really sticks out. It's a lot of people say it is the best Fallout game, and I, I totally understand I, why a lot of people think that. I agree with that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Um, if you like what you've heard, please consider kicking us a buck or five at patreon.com slash heroes podcast. That'll help the show and network grow, excuse me, to do even cooler stuff. If you can't contribute financially, that's perfectly okay. Sharing or reviewing the show uh, on your podcast platform of choice really does help us out. So please do that if you have an opportunity. If you have any questions or ideas for topics to cover, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod, and your submissions could make the show. You can find me on Twitter at TheCamdyMan. Thomas is at TeganNotSarah1. And if you're in the Kansas City area or even just passing through, be sure to check out at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. Uh, we've got links to different gaming events and communities in the area that would love to have you be a part of them, even however briefly. Uh, and thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow. 